Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 65, where we're discussing The Brig from season 3 of Lost. Tells that mean? It means that ball-headed bastard outside the door is my son. Come again? My son. As in I'm his father. You do speak English. How did you get here? To the island. Island? <laughs> okay. I'm driving down I-10 through Tallahassee when bam. Somebody slams in the back of my car. I go right into the divider at 70 miles an hour. The next thing I know, the paramedics are strapping me to a gurney, stuffing me in the back of an ambulance, and one of them actually smiles at me as he pops the IV in my arm. And then, nothing. Just black. And the next thing I know, I wake up in a dark room, tied up, gagging my mouth. And when the door opens, I'm looking up at the same man I threw out a window. John Locke. My dead son. (laughs) And he's dead because you threw him out a window? No, you survived that. But it paralyzed him permanently. He's dead because the plane he was flying on crashed in the Pacific. Well, I got bad news for you, Pops. Because I was on that plane with your son. He sure as hell wasn't crippled. And we didn't crash in the Pacific. We crashed here on this island. You sure it's an island? Well, what else is it? Little hot for heaven, isn't it? Okay, so we're dead. They found your plane on the bottom of the ocean. One minute I'm in a car wreck, and the next minute I'm in a pirate ship in the middle of the jungle. If this isn't hell, friend, then where are we? Why did you throw Locke out a window? He was becoming a nuisance. I conned him into giving me one of his kidneys. He never got over it. Con. Yes, sir. Conned. What's your name? Hmm? Your name? The con man goes by many names, friend. I've been Alan Seward, Anthony Cooper, Ted McLaren. Tom Sawyer, Lewis Jackson, Paul. Tom Sawyer. I was young and Huck Finn was taken. (laughs) And the ladies loved that one. Made me charming. How about that? How about what? What's the matter with you? 
You ever been to Jasper, Alabama? Why? Have you or haven't you? Yeah, I've been to Jasper. Don't tell me I'm your daddy. No. You killed my daddy. Mr. Sawyer. What is this? Just read it. You don't know who I am, but I know who you are. And I know what you've done. You had sex with my mother, and then you stole my dad's money all the way. So he got angry and he killed my mother. And then he killed himself. Blah, 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 blah. So what? Is this supposed to be you? You wrote this letter? Hey, wait a second. Did you take my name because you were on some kind of revenge kick? Keep breathing. Easy, easy. <laughs> Don't get all worked up. Look. I ran that con two dozen times. If your mother was one of the... Mary. Her name was Mary. Mary from Jasper, Alabama. Yeah, I remember her. She practically begged me to take her $38,000 and to rescue her from her sorry little life. Finish the letter. Look, I only took her money. It ain't my fault your dad overreacted. If he pulled the old murder-suicide, then I'm sure he's down here somewhere. Uh, maybe you could take this up with him. Finish it! Okay. Okay. everyone and welcome to episode 65 of the lost mystery podcast with anton and evan i'm evan and i'm anton and we are discussing the brig from season three of lost a lock centric episode sort of um i don't remember having very many episodes like this where there are no no like off island flashbacks right they're all to a well i guess the the maternity lead episode was like that we're clear they flash back to her being in the hospital but, yeah yeah but yeah it's still kind of focused around lock i think mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's jump right into this here. I love, I mean, sorry to have such a long intro at the beginning there, but, uh, that whole scene between Anthony Cooper and Sawyer is just it's awesome. killer. It's yeah. really awesome. So I wanted to play that in its entirety. I didn't mean to say killer because yeah. I mean, it's a little, no pun intended, but yeah. <laughs> 
So the first thing I see, you know, or I have is we see Locke pouring over a folder full of, you know, files, which we find out later is Sawyer's file, mm-hmm. which he got from Richard Alpert. Uh, we go back to the night when Locke found out that Anthony Cooper came out of the magic box. Right. And Ben says that, you know, Locke brought him there, that they didn't bring him there. He did. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Cooper says, you know, don't you know where we are? You know, kind of like he's figured it all out. Yeah. And Ben tells Locke uh, they're going to a new place, well, an old place, actually, and asks Locke if he'd like to go with them, and Mm -hmm. he agrees. And this is just before Locke went and told Kate goodbye and left with the others. So they're kind of giving us a little more information here. We now see where they were going to uh, whenever Juliet and Kate found themselves alone and all that. Yeah. So uh, Desmond, Charlie, and Hurley, and, you know, get Saeed and tell him about the woman who fell from the sky. And she says her name is Naomi Doran. Mm-hmm. And uh, she took off from a freighter a few miles away from the island and that she's part of a search and rescue team. Uh, she says they found, um, let's see here, the entire plane off the coast of Bali in an ocean trench four mm-hmm. miles deep. And they, they sent down, you know, robots to survey the wreckage and the bodies were all there. She says they were, you know, there to find Desmond, that their company was hired by Penny, and she gave them the coordinates that led them to the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And they didn't expect to find anything there, but they found the island. And she was flying with with a helicopter, and all of a sudden the clouds cleared, and she saw land, and her instruments went haywire. And, you know, she takes out her sat phone and shows them that they have a connection to the freighter. Wasn't it um, dark when she crashed? Yeah, this is the next morning. I know, but she says the, the clouds cleared and mm-hmm. I saw land. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's a moonlight land or something. And I'm sure you could tell a difference in the dark between, you know, the, the ocean and you know an island and the well, mountains it, and all that stuff. I guess maybe if there's if there is a moon, but I mean, it, also if there's the way I when, I mean when I think about it, when I fly, you know, it's like you know if I were just flying over the a blank you know blank piece of land and it was completely pitch but dark uh-huh. i probably wouldn't be able to tell yeah, too much tell but what i always know i look for lights because mm-hmm. i've flown over lake ocean and seen the shoreline and right. then lights so i'm wondering if maybe she saw more from that perspective true you know yeah. like she saw land because she saw some lights over here right. and this you know i kind of would like to know what kind of Right. What, what she saw, you know. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. But of course, you know, being in a helicopter, she's much lower. That's true. Than a plane, that's so true. it's probably the mountains probably stuck out pretty clearly. Yeah, that's true. From the helicopter too. Yeah, um, it was that was definitely. Uh, she brought it, you know, made it more clear that she's totally convinced that those well, not survivors, those people that yeah. were in that plane are, are are dead. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and I, th- I also found it really interesting is that um, Anthony Cooper really believes he knows where they're at, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I just it was kind of, kind of I don't know t- the two perspectives were right. interesting to me. Yeah, and I've got a complete written kind of narrative of of exactly what Anthony Cooper said okay. later on. But yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting that what she says is the truth about the plane being crashed and finding all the survivors mm-hmm. dead. And the fact that Cooper is so convinced that they're in hell. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, especially with the whole theme of this show being the issues mm-hmm. that these characters have, you know? Yeah. I mean, but if hell is a tropical Island, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's not so bad. No, <laughs> I mean, heaven must be amazing yeah, because right. <laughs> hell don't look too bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, you know, Kate finally goes and tells Jack about Naomi, and Juliet says something about how they should tell her mm-hmm. about something, and Jack says, not yet. Right. So there's clearly some information that they know about. They're not sharing any clues about that. You know, I um, obviously, like, that that scene, once again, with, you know, last episode, we kind of seen the, the renewal of Juliet. You know, like her actual, it seems like she's a good person. And mm-hmm. it seems like I, now I get why Jack's been so. Yeah. You know, I don't know that it's anything he had with Ben. Yeah. I think it's something he, he and Juliet had discussed. Juliet probably let him in on some secrets of. Right. And I think that maybe she found out more of what this island's about. And kind of maybe even the idea of like, maybe them getting out of there. Uh-huh. You know, and she, he's like, she's like, well, let's tell her, you know, you know, cause it sounds like when she brings it up, they look kind of like concerned that this girl's there. Yeah. Well, it's all in the context of her telling them exactly. about the girl. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would she even think that we need to tell Kate unless it was something related to that or yeah, exactly. at least something that affected it mm-hmm. in some way? Yeah. Either getting in or getting out. I yeah. think there's something there that, that Jack and Juliet know. Mm-hmm. And Jack says she, she's not ready yet, which I'm sure was just a smack in the face yeah. to Kate again. <laughs> yeah. You know? But again, it's it's totally, you know, says a lot about Juliet's character that mm-hmm. she's willing to let Kate Definitely. in. Jack isn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just more to kind of show us that she is a trustworthy character. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one out there, but I'm, I'm like, loving the fact that Jack is, like, just... Protective over him. Yeah, and and just protective over himself and the fact that he's not letting Kate right back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's you know? not, like, being drug around by her anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, for a long time, I wanted them to be together. But when Kate, you know, was playing that back-and-forth game, uh-huh. I was just like, all right, Enough's yeah. enough. And, you know, she's kind of already made her bed and she's literally laying in it, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, so her Sawyer bed. Yeah. yeah. Her Sawyer bed. So, I mean, it's kind of, I, I like this side of Jack. Right. I, I think, I, I mean, I didn't know that I would, mm-hmm. but I, I do. Yeah, I do too. Like it did seem at first, like when it first started the show signs of Jack getting over Kate, it felt like the show lost something because mm-hmm. that tension wasn't there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But now it's better because yeah. this seems more like his character. Exactly. It's like, you know, Jack's the prestigious doctor. You know, he's had he's made something for himself. Yeah. He's not completely dependent on some girl he just met a exactly. few months ago. You know? it, it does add up more to Jack off the island to uh-huh. me, like right. the professional, you know. I mean, he's taking things and he, he's a lot more... I don't know, in control of his emotions. You yeah. saw the out of control Jack even off the island. Mm-hmm. But there's this professional side of Jack that you really want for him. You're like, this man's a doctor, you know? I mean, you don't right. want to, your image of him and like flying off at his dad and yeah. freaking out, you know? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, this this definitely seems like Jack um, getting it together. Yeah, he's somebody, he has complete control over his emotions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, as much as he would have liked to have been with Kate, He's not, and he'll move mm-hmm. on and accept that. Exactly. And that's, that says a lot about his character. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I really wanted them to be together, and there's a part of me that's still it's like, oh, man. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> is, I'm like, well, you know, that's what it is. That's yep. what it works out, you know? Right. So on the beach, Locke shows up and, you know, says he didn't join the others. He infiltrated them. You mm-hmm. know, that he's, he's basically playing them for all it's worth. And he says a few hours ago, he snuck into Ben's tent and kidnapped him and drug him into the jungle. And um, now he wants Sawyer to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he also knows about the man Sawyer killed in Sydney. So basically convinces Sawyer to go with him. Right. By telling him that he knows something about his past that no one else knows. 
and he tells Sawyer about all of the things in the file, and you know Sawyer gets pretty worked up about it. And it was a great scene. I wish I'd have paid more attention to what was said. But oh, he went he went ballistic. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean the the way that Locke went about, oh um, yeah, kind of poking at Sawyer, very bringing up those things from his past that he yeah. knew would would hit a nerve. It was very Ben like. Yeah, you know, very was, manipulative. Oh yeah, I mean it was, and I I knew, I mean we're not to that point, but I knew his motive. Uh-huh. I knew it wasn't Ben. I knew yeah. his motive. Didn't though. it seem obvious from the beginning yeah. that, that this is what he was doing? Exactly. Especially, didn't they tell us, oh, wait a minute, I guess it happened after this, whenever we found out that Locke was supposed to kill his right. dad. Yeah, yeah. And, and whenever he first shows up and he says, I have captured. And I'm uh-huh. like, no, you didn't. I uh-huh. know exactly what you're up to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he does, a, you know, he does a perfect job. Actually, whenever he first asks Sawyer, he turns around and says, okay, got the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. And then Sawyer runs out and goes, wait a minute, you know? And then he kind of gets a smile on his face. This is very, like, like I said, very been like evil. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to get my way no matter what. But I'm right. going manipulate, to manipulate you to make you do it. Yeah. Same way. He, yeah, exactly. You know? With blowing up the sub exactly. and all that. Yeah, and, I, and to jump ahead, I hate to do this, but I, I, I want to make sure I, I mention this. Um, I can't decide whether I like the fact that we knew before Sawyer even got into that room with Anthony Cooper that he was going to be the person who had, you know, killed or basically caused his parents to die. We didn't know. It didn't, I mean, he didn't allude to that, but he said, well, I guess he did say. He said, once you, you find out find what out, he says, you'll have a you'll, reason to kill him. Exactly. And and obviously at that point I was like, it's going to be Anthony Cooper. Yeah. It's going to be, he's going to, and I told my wife, I was sitting there, I was like, that's the uh, that's Sawyer. That's the one that caused right. You know this all to happen in Sawyer's life. Yeah, and um, she's like, oh yeah. And I guess I like it because it made attention because you knew from the moment Sawyer got in there and had no clue who this guy was, what was going to happen. Oh yeah. And somehow the conversation would end up going in that direction, yep. and Sawyer was going to find exactly. out. Exactly. I remember talking a long time ago when we were doing like maybe like the con man. I don't know. It was when mm-hmm. we first learn about Sawyer's background right. and Anthony Cooper. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked and I made it. But I'm being a con man. Yeah, I said about, it's yeah. weird that they're, but I never put like, you know, yeah. never in a million years what I thought, yeah. you know, oh, wait a minute, it could be, yeah. you know. And it's, and it's just a testament to the, the writing quality because mm-hmm. they've danced around it so much with the fact that Sawyer's a con man and, you know, Locke's dad has obviously conned all these people. Yeah. But yet you never make the connection Mm-mm. that this could possibly be the same person, even with all of these other past connections right. coming back to us all the time. Yep. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that in even more okay. detail here shortly. So, you know, let's see here. Oh, Sawyer says he's not going to kill anyone, you know, but Locke says when you hear what he has to say, you'll change your mind. So um, three days before that all happened, Locke is hanging out at the other's camp and, you know, everyone's watching him like a hawk. They just, mm-hmm. they're so infatuated with him. And the flight attendant, you know, that we saw toward the beginning of season one says that they're all excited to see him, that they've been waiting for him. And Ben asks for a meeting with Locke. And we find out that Juliet is determining if any of the other women are pregnant. And then they'll go and take them, mm-hmm. um, basically for research. And he says it's not the first time they've done this, and no one will get hurt. Right. Which was an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we to believe that this same scenario has gone down many times before? Right. Yeah. I mean, it 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 definitely it definitely kind of points to that. I mean, it was interesting to see 
the reaction to Locke. I mean, they were um, tre- treating him like he was something of a of a spectacle, mm-hmm. you know. But and I was thinking the flight attendant was on the same plane, right? You know, it's not like she's like, oh wow, he's a survivor. Mm-hmm. It's like he's something different. Yeah. Which seems, know? I mean, it seems pretty clear now that the flight attendant was in on the whole exactly. thing in some way. Yeah, some some way somehow. Right. You know, and you know, but they all look, they look at him like there is something totally, you know, preordained here, you know? Yeah. They, they definitely have something, some knowledge of what's to happen. Right. And they're excited about it. Yeah. Or it's like they, they seem to know something about what Locke is supposed to do. Right. In the future or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're excited about what he's going to bring, you know? Definitely. So, you know, Ben tells him that the moment Locke showed up, he started to get, you know, feeling back in his legs. Mm-hmm. And now he's up and moving, and he says he can't wait to show Locke what this island can do. Right. Um, but unfortunately, he's not ready. He's still crippled by the memory of the man um, who he was before he got to the island. And he, he needs to get over his daddy issues, basically. Mm-hmm. And when people join up with them, they have to show a gesture of free will, of commitment, and that's why he's going to have to kill his father. Right. And if, I think at that point, is it becomes clear that Cooper is the one that's in the brig waiting, oh, yeah. waiting for them to get back. Yeah. So, you know, later Ben wakes him up and says it's time. He's led to a large pillar, uh, which I instantly thought back to Ben's comment about we're going somewhere new. And he says, well, actually, it's, it's a very old place. Mm-hmm. And that pillar, I think, is, is the old place they were going right. to. Right, yeah. Which was super interesting. It reminded me of the four-toed statue issue. Uh, yeah, and, uh-huh. And all of that. And it just, again, hints at something much older. Yeah, like that. primitive, very primitive. Right. Which goes back to our theory about time travel. Uh-huh. I mean, literally, this island could exist in a like a earlier time period or, you right. know, or future time we don't know i mean it's and it could be in a time of its own in this i mean that pillar thing definitely look ancient though oh yeah you know yeah definitely and it was like i mean it's it's not like there's just a pillar there for no reason right there was something Something else built around it at some point Mm -hmm. so you know cooper's tied up to the pillar and he's given a knife so we can do him in and uh, Cooper gives Locke a lot of, you know, a bunch of lip about how weak he is. It's and, awful. And how he, all he wants is a daddy and all this stuff. And he says, you really haven't figured out where you are yet. You know, obviously hinting at this being hell again. Mm-hmm. But Locke he can't go through with it, which I think says a lot about Locke's character, yeah. actually. I mean, Locke does some bad things sometimes. But this shows, I think, his motive and how... Um, like almost a sense of his honor. Like he's not willing to, to do anything to Anthony Cooper, even mm-hmm. though he's totally ruined his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can totally see it that way and that's how I want to see it, but I can also see the other side of it just completely powerless over this man, you know? Yeah, so basically it's a weakness. Yeah. That, more yeah. of a weakness. Now I'm yeah. obviously, I respect the fact uh-huh. that he went and hurt. Right. Um, but he did allow Boone to die. Yeah, you know, and, and he and, did ask Sawyer to kill him. Yeah, so know. it wasn't really a virtue. Exactly, it was, just, it was a weakness. To more, to, to me, more, it's more of a weakness. Good point. You know, because otherwise, if it were a virtue, he wouldn't have asked exactly. Sawyer to kill him in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Good, very good point. I didn't think about that. But Ben announces that he's sorry. He's not who they thought he was, and Locke has failed some kind of test and doesn't like the fact that the people are disappointed in him. Yeah. But the next day, Richard Albert shows up, and let's listen to that. Okay. Beautiful, isn't it? 
matter how much time you spend on the island, you just never get tired of this view. Yeah, we haven't been formally introduced. I'm Richard. You mind if I join you here? Ah, uh, sure. He wanted to embarrass you. I'm sorry? Ben knew you weren't going to kill your own father. He put you in front of everyone in our camp just so they could all watch you fail. Why? Because when word got back here that there was a man with a broken spine on the plane who could suddenly walk again, well, people here began to get very excited because that... That could only happen to someone who was extremely special. But Ben doesn't want anyone to think you're special, John. And why are you telling me this? Ben has been wasting our time with novelties like fertility problems. We're looking for someone to remind us that we're here for more important reasons. What do you want from me? I want for you to find your purpose. And to do that, your father has to go, John. And since you're not going to do it, I'm going to suggest someone else. Sawyer. Why would Sawyer kill my father? He doesn't even know him. Keep reading. Okay, so, you know, Ben wanted to embarrass Locke. Mm -hmm. He knew he wouldn't kill Cooper, which sets up, in my mind, this kind of power struggle. Oh, yeah. Almost like Locke is there to replace Ben. Yeah. And they, you know, Ben is resisting it, mm -hmm. but everybody else is all for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it also points back to a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago. I'm, my timeline's messed up here. But when, we, when Juliet said, there's some on this island that want things to be different. Yeah, right. You know? And I think that that's that group, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, they definitely, even the way they kind of looked at, like, Locke and then looked at him after he went and, you know, kill Anthony Cooper, it wasn't like they were, like, totally disappointed because he wouldn't kill him, but this that things weren't going to change. Uh -huh. You know, it was the feeling I got, you know? It's like, right. uh, you know? But I totally get what Richard Alpert's saying here. If, if he's telling the truth, you know, and in this show, I'm always thinking, like, okay, is he supposed to kill him or is he supposed, is he not supposed to kill him? They're testing him whether he will or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going back and forth this all the time. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So then the second note uh, was, you know, when word got back to them that there was a man with a broken spine on their plane on the, on the plane mm -hmm. um, who could suddenly walk again, you know, people there began to get excited because that could only happen to someone who was extremely special. Right. And Ben doesn't want anyone to think you're special. Mm-hmm. So this special thing is, it was bugging me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't quite get the words. It's almost like they're, they're looking for someone who meets certain requirements. Oh yeah. And just so happens a lock because of his, you know, supernatural healing meets those requirements. Right. And that was like the criteria they, they determined, they used to determine whether or not he was this person mm -hmm. they thought he was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that criteria, I was trying to think of anybody else that, you know, obviously we got Jen that was supposed to have kids and now mm -hmm. he can reproduce. And But I'm trying to think, like, anybody else that's really shown any kind of, like, tremendous physical 
change. You know, rose, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and rose. Um, the the I looked at Jack, but Jack, you know, he cut his arm. I was hoping yeah. that make if he wouldn't ever like, <laughs> like stitch that up if it would just right. You know. Yeah. But but yeah, I can definitely see why. If I mean, if I were in their situation and I hear about a guy that's in a wheelchair and, you know, and he walks and when he lands, mm-hmm. as soon as he, I mean, it's not a matter of like days. It's yeah. immediately with lock. Right. You know, and that that's pretty huge. I mean, if he would have right. like been there and over the months started gaining more control. I mean, then mm-hmm. that would have been a little different, I think. Right. So, you know, Richard Alpert makes the comment that Ben has been wasting their time with novelties like fertility issues. And we're looking for someone to remind us that we're here for more important reasons. Mm. And I want for you to find your purpose and for you to do, or wait a minute, find your purpose and for you to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Read those notes. I can't figure out what I'm in here. Um, Oh, yeah, to find your purpose, basically, and realize that your father has to go. In order for you to find oh, okay, your purpose, yeah. he needs to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And he reminds me, you know, of, of how Juliet's ex-husband had to go yeah, in order for, for her, her to... to accomplish her purpose. Mm-hmm. Totally reminded me of that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's see here. Um, and since you're not going to do it, I will suggest someone else. And he gives him Sawyer's file. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, why would Sawyer kill my father? You know, he doesn't even know him. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I, I remember being so excited about this episode. Like, I was sitting there realizing, you know, Sawyer's going to find out yeah. that this guy is the one who, you know, conned his parents. And, like, I knew it was going to be explosive. It was going to be huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Sawyer and Locke you know, get to the black rock where Ben is supposedly inside and they, they get inside and Locke tells him or lets him into the room where Anthony Cooper, not Ben is being held Mm -hmm. and Sawyer removes the bag on his head and and he's confused about who this guy is. And uh, Cooper finally, you know, tells him that he's Locke's father. And Cooper says he was driving down I-10 in Tallahassee when someone slammed into his car. Next thing he knows, he's in the back of an ambulance, you know, when it goes black. And uh, when he opens his eyes, he's looking up at Locke, his dead son. He's dead because the plane he was flying on, you know, crashed into the Pacific, Mm -hmm. which, again, you know, matches up with Naomi's story. Yeah. And um, Sawyer says they didn't crash in the Pacific. They crashed on the island. And he says, you sure this is an island? Um, Sawyer says, what else is it? And he said, a little hot for (laughs) for heaven, isn't it? Which I thought was really great. And they found your plane on the bottom of the ocean. One minute I'm in a car wreck, and the next minute I'm on a pirate ship in the middle of an island. If this isn't hell, then where are we? He mentions conning Locke out of his kidney, and Sawyer begins to realize why Locke wanted him in there in the first Mm -hmm. place. He mentions one of his aliases was Tom Sawyer, and Sawyer knows exactly who he is. Oh, yeah. And we heard that full scene at the beginning, um, but... The tension was so awesome because oh, yeah. you can see, and the acting was just brilliant because yeah. you can see Sawyer's whole demeanor change very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like you can almost see the, the thought register in his mind, which amazes me because he read the script before. Right. He knew exactly that who it was. Oh, yeah. But he just nailed it. It was yeah, just awesome. Yeah, definitely some talent there, that's for <laughs> sure. And he asked him some questions to basically make sure that this is indeed the Mr. Sawyer, you know, that conned his parents and caused the deaths of both of them. And he pulls out the note and hands it to him. You know, Cooper ends up remembering Sawyer's mother and he tears up the letter and then Sawyer kills him. Which the only part in this whole like thing that messed in my head was uh, the way Anthony Cooper acted. I mean, mm-hmm. it just showed like the 
total evilness. I mean, he's just, I mean, even, yeah, I remember, you know, she's practically begging me to take her out. You know, it was uh-huh. like, you know, a man that's standing in front of a, you know, kid that he changed, you know, totally screwed his kid's right. life up, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and now it's man, this man's messed up because of it. And I'm thinking, you know, a normal person be remorseful yeah, or at least fearful or more. So yeah, at least, you know, mean fearful going, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I changed my ways and not him. He rips right. letter up. I mean, let her up and just, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't, you know, condone someone killing someone, but there's part of me was like, yeah, choke him out. And you know, <laughs> and he did, you yeah, know? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the it said a lot about Anthony Cooper, you know, and his character for him to react like that. It's completely evil. Yeah. I mean, he zero remorse and zero fear whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like he I think he really knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons he tore it up. Definitely. But he just wasn't going to give Sawyer the satisfaction. Yeah. Of, of reacting that way. Yeah, I guess. I guess but man. Wow. Pretty. Yeah. It, was, it was like you said, it was just a superb acting on both uh-huh. parties. And um I really, really enjoyed I like that scene and in his comments about them being in hell. I mean, once again, that if it go we go back to the plane being a cover up, mm-hmm. the other stuff makes total sense to me. Even the you know, obviously he can cause the car accident, he was rear ended. Yeah. You know. So he you know, he's he's here and, and then the ambulance that picks him up uh-huh. happens to be, you know, one right. of probably Probably saw Richard, or no, you did see Richard. Probably saw somebody. He'd be, you know, from that group. He'd be like, "You're yeah. the guy that was smiling at me in the back right. of the ambulance." Oh yeah, I mean, I am 100 percent convinced Richard Alpert was the one responsible yeah. for bringing him there. Yeah, definitely. Just in the same way he was responsible for bringing mm-hmm. Juliet there. It seems pretty obvious that Richard Alpert is kind of the, you know, real world person yeah. that, that brings these people mm-hmm. there. You know. It was just interesting when they said, we didn't bring him here, John. You did. That's true. That's true. I'm, I don't know what to think of that then. I mean, that's the only thing like, I was trying to think, and I was like, same thing with Jack's dad walking around the jungle, which I still don't believe is resolved. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't get that. Like, he walks around, but then there was never any kind of, like, dialogue. Oh, yeah. You mean, like, you don't think there's been any conclusion to all that stuff? Or Not really. Not, yeah. I mean, the only thing is, whenever he found out through Sawyer... The, the conversation that Sawyer had with him, mm-hmm. that was some kind of resolve there, you know, right. but the fact that, you know, his dead bodies walking through right. the jungle, that to me is also one of these things like Jack brought that, right. You know, you know, type yeah. thing. Right. Um, so I, I don't know this. I mean, who brought it? I think Richard Alpert somehow is the link, uh-huh. but Maybe he's the link to see what this person's calling or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, speaking of Jack's dad, we're going to have a little bit more information on that in some upcoming episodes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so we'll, that'll be some cool. good stuff coming up here. So, you know, Locke tells Sawyer that he's on his own journey now, and he's not going back to the camp. Mm-hmm. He tells Sawyer that Juliet is a mole, and Ben and the others are planning to ambush the camp. And he gives Sawyer the tape recorder to prove it, and, uh, you know, the tape recorder she recorded right. the message on. And, um, you know, Locke takes Cooper's body and he's off to rejoin the others, you know, who went ahead until he was ready to kill Cooper. And that was the last note I had about the episode. I mean, it's kind of disappointing to see Locke on this new journey. At least mm-hmm. I remember it being at the, at the time because he's totally separated from the other survivors. Um, he's on this new mission that we are totally clueless about, about where he's going what the future holds for him, you know, what position does he have with these others? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's exciting at one point, but it's also kind of marks a change yeah. in the show. Definitely. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree with that. Um, the only other, other note that I had was um, um, whenever they were moving on and they told, you know, John that he couldn't come until basically he was dead. Uh-huh. It was um, it was interesting that um, he had said the same thing that John always used to say, Lockwood used to always say, don't tell me what I yeah. can't do. Right. You know, it's like definitely like there's so many similarities. And we talked about this when we first met Ben as mm-hmm. the other guy. What was his name before? Yeah, Henry Gale. Henry Yale. Yeah, yeah. Gale. It's like there's so many similarities between them. It's almost like it's a perfect setup for the swap, you know. Right. He has the the same tendencies and the drive, but a di- different direction, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I think so too. Well, so anything else about the episode? That's it. Well, okay, let's uh, wrap things up here. Um, I'll remind everybody that we will be doing our next vidcast over the part two of the season three finale, the, uh, <laughs> Through the Looking Glass part two. Um, let's see here, anything else? Um, I think that's about it. I guess on Wednesday we'll be discussing The Man Behind the Curtain, speaking of Henry Gale, which is a uh, Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, through. Or, the man behind the curtain is a Ben centric episode. Oh, okay, cool. So it's really interesting tie in. We got a email too. Oh yes, that's right. Let me pull that up here. It's actually a voicemail, but I'll pull that right up. Hi guys. This is Debbie from Minnesota. Um, I don't know how far in advance you are making a podcast. So I'm leaving a comment for the episode DOC date of conception. Um, to be and to and hopefully I'm saying this far enough in advance to have it played on the day that you play the your podcast for it. Um, I really this really struck me the backstory with Jin and Son on a cautionary tale about what happens when you don't live in the truth or in the light of truth. Um, here we see Jin's birth mother extorting money from Son, who has to get the money from her evil and wicked mobster of a father which then lands Jin unknowingly in his debt. The son's attempt to actually protect her husband, in fact, destroys him. Um, he's forced into mobster work, which turns him into a different kind of person, putting a huge strain on their marriage, leading her into a, leading her into an affair with Jay Lee. Jay Lee ends up dying, and round and round and round this thing goes. And this is all his attempt to manipulate and keep Jin, Jin's parentage under wraps, uh, I know this is a culture thing, and I just don't care. Um, the, well, she was thinking in all the ways that she was thinking about how to protect you and how to connive, and the one thing that she never thought was just letting the truth will out. Just letting the truth come out. So Jin is the son of a town whore. Big deal. That is no shame on Jin. Again, I, I know this is a cultural thing, but it just drives me insane. Um the blackmailer would have gone away. Son's father might have disowned them, but boy, that would have been the best thing that ever could have happened to them. And they would have been free, simply by dealing with the truth. And I really like Jin and Son so much, but everything they went through off the island just didn't have to happen. And a kind of a funny thing is that the in a show that has lousy father images, the best father may not have even been one. Uh, we see Jin's father... Um, or the man who raised Jin as being such a decent and honorable man. And it is an, it shows what an upside-down world we live in where Jin has to lie and say that his father is dead because a decent, hardworking man like Jin's father is looked down upon. 
when a criminal like Mr. Pike is honored. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Next episode, The Brig, featuring my two main men, Locke and Sawyer. Um, so, still continuing to enjoy it and really loving season five. Can't wait till you catch up with us, Anton. Bye. Thanks so much, Debbie. Thank you so much for the thoughts. I think our, that's almost a word-for-word recap of our discussion we yeah. had before. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get your message on the last episode. I, I made a mistake and forgot to get it on, but we tried to get it on the episode right after that. Uh, some great comments and so true. I, I'm glad that you pointed out last time mm-hmm. about, you know, Jen or son is basically the one that put Jen in her right. death and her father's mm-hmm. death and caused so much more pain and, and suffering for him than if she had just let it definitely. get out who yeah. his mom and dad were. Yep, I definitely think it was a pride thing on her behalf. You yeah. Know, it was, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is really the truth, too. Like, people that are so worried about protecting their pride and mm-hmm. kind of saving face and putting up this image at the expense of everything else. Yeah. And the, the damage they do by doing that. Oh, definitely. And it's it's just awesome. I So I love the, the backstory on them and finding out how much Sun actually had to do mm-hmm. with the, you know, the problems in their marriage oh yeah and basically causing all those issues by trying to cover up something really insignificant yeah definitely i mean it kind of changes your opinion of son i guess to a certain degree because all this time she kind of seemed like the victim you know Uh like oh poor son and she was leaving exactly and and it's like it's son's fault and she's leaving she was gonna bail on jen right and he never brought any of that stuff on himself at all. Yeah. yeah. Which explains a lot of how she portrayed the character at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, even though things were really bad, like, there were probably a lot of times when we would think, you know, man, you need to get away from that guy. I told He's you ridiculous. I, want, I want to fight him. Yeah. Even though he would right. totally kill me. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> With his army training. No kidding. He would ninja me <laughs> to the ground. But I, I totally was like... Yeah, that yeah. dude's the biggest jerk in the world. Yeah, you know? and we can see now that she felt a sense of obligation. She knew why things were oh, terrible, yeah. and it was all about her father. Yeah, and it was all about what Jen had to do because he worked for her yeah. father, and, and the reason why he had to do that was because of her. Exactly. And so she knew she couldn't leave him. Yep. So yeah, great stuff there. That was a great episode, if for no other reason than just to to finally understand the whole Jen and Son relationship better. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll, on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the man behind the curtain, like I said before, a Ben-centric episode. And we are closely getting to the end of season three here. It's it's real exciting. The, the next four episodes of this season are, are great, great, wow. great all episodes. Right. So until then, you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.